Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold, and I think most of us have got some stress or anxiety, and maybe we even call them some issues, and they affect our mental health. So Dr. Marcus Bachman is joining me this hour. We're going to talk about mental health for believers, and I think there's about 15 things that he is going to suggest are worth being aware of and knowing, and I think we're going to spend the time going through all 15 today time uh, of course i'm in charge of managing the time so that's kind of a scary thought but marcus is the founder and president of counseling care you can go learn about him at counselingcare.us counselingcare.us dr marcus bachman welcome i love being here i appreciate guy talk that just happened yeah ktis is a favorite nice i thank you for endorsing guy talk oh isn't it easy to... These guys just know how to banter back and forth, take a good joke, mm-hmm. and get serious and in-depth in such a moment-by-moment. Moment. I, I really... I am agreeing with you it's, completely. It's, it's, it's good meat. Yeah, thank you. Now, let's discuss, uh, just as a way to set this discussion up, about the mental, some of the mental health issues that people have today. There's a lot of stress and, and anxiety there's fear. There's all kinds of things. Now, some of this is is what it is, but we're going to go through a list today that's going to be sort of diagnostic and encouraging and uh, offering hope. But I know that people with mental health problems are up a lot right now. Significantly, Significantly with, with, yes. with COVID, yes. Top two reasons people come in. Actually, I'll put the three. Okay. Anxiety moved to number one. Mm-hmm. Depression was always number one. Now it's anxiety. Depression is number two, and addiction is number three. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's go through uh, the fifteen things you've organized for me today. Uh, let's start with uh, number one. And do you want me to read this one, or do you want to read it? <laughs> I can read it. I do want to give credit. I I borrowed this from Coffee with Starla yeah. just to give credit. Yeah, yeah. Credit no is due. We will. We will expand on it, though. Thank you. Uh, n- number number one is what, Marcus? It's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, none of us are okay. The truth of us, truth is that we all are sinful human beings. Um, we battle. Each one of us battles. Some keep it to ourselves more than others. Uh, but there's no question. There is. Uh, temptations and uh, sense that overwhelms us at times, and uh, it's it, we have to recognize that. Uh, just this week, I was working with an employee that uh, made some mistakes. Listen, we all make mistakes, and I was trying to um, just go over review some of the mistakes, and this person just did not take it well. Just very defensive. And I, I just think there's a sense, and we'll get into some of this later about perfectionism, um, how difficult it is for some people to say, admit, you know what, I'm not okay. I need some help. If I don't admit that, 
How can we even have a starting place? How can we even understand that we need improvement and change in our life? And how do we know that the light of the gospel, the light of Christ, the loving, gracious message of Jesus can enter our being if we don't understand that we're not okay? Well, Marcus, what if you're okay to recognize that you have a problem, but you don't know what to do? And maybe you're stuck in denial of some kind. Of what? I, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't yeah. Know. Who's well, going to listen? You know, Bill, that's common. They, you know, isn't that true for most of us? We don't know what to do yes. at, at times, somewhere in a crossroads in our life. And I think that's where we start asking others. Um, we go to those that we trust. We listen to some uh, incredibly biblical themed podcasts and messages on the subject. Uh, if I'm confused about the will of God, I think one of the things that we'll talk about later is um, well, let's start with gratitude. There's a place to start, and there's direction that's given by people who have been in the same place. And that's the joy of being able to help somebody else out. We've been struggling ourselves. We got some help, and now we can offer some kind advice, loving words to someone else. Mm -hmm. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest, and we're chatting through 15 things that are, you know, mental health for Christian checkpoints. Number two, Marcus, is don't believe everything you think. (laughs) Isn't that the the battle of the mind? Yes. (laughs) If I could have or I should have or, you know, we have, we, we, we do, we do have negative thoughts about why didn't I do that differently? If I only would have, if I could have if I changed one thing and, or, you know what? I'm just not adequate. I'm not up for the job. The enemy, I think, has a heyday with our thought process. Mm -hmm. I think some of us had parenting that uh, created for us some very negative self uh, depreciatory thoughts. And I think that it is a battle for some people more than others, Bill. I I know that everyone struggles to some degree, but some stronger than others. And I think we have to understand one incredible difference. We don't want to trust our feelings. If I, we trust our feelings, we are in trouble. And especially if they're uh, connected, which they often are, is to our negative self-talk. It is, it's a powerful understanding. It's a powerful tool. It's the dailiness of what we do in counseling is to understand what is that person's belief system? Is it in line with what God's promises are? Is it in line with God's plan and his, his um, uh, makeup for us? Or are we just bringing in the world systems or what our parents taught us or what uh, a bad crowd that we were in or whatever the case may be. And for those that work in negative environments, this especially, um, you work in a, in a, a, a place where, you know, it is a dark approach toward talking, rough language that has an effect on our spirit and on our own self-talk. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think you opened up a little can of worms, Marcus, when you talked Which ab- one? about uh, not trusting your feelings. I know that's going to be a difficult thing for people to process or to understand. Yes. Well, that is, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say it, it is probably the most dangerous, um, forceful, most powerful approach that's happening in our culture today because feelings tops everything. It doesn't matter what truth is. The culture says, if you feel this, then therefore that is your truth. Mm-hmm. And from a um, and 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 to be honest with you, many of the therapists that are coming out of graduate schools today say, "I have to honor that person's truth." Well, what's honorable about a lie? <laughs> <laughs> what what is good about someone who's believing you know uh that baby that's born even three days after it's born is still not human or still not someone they don't call it someone it, or that's it, the lie that's the lie yeah, of course that's the lie and so this is powerful it is powerful politically it's powerful in our school systems it's powerful in our families uh, the culture today believes what you feel is your truth, and therefore we need to honor and respect all feelings. No, no. We can we can be respectful that you have feelings, but that's not what is to lead us. That's not the guiding light before our path. That's the danger. And then we incorporate it with, oh, I'm going to preach, or I'm going to quit right real soon here, but... When we incorporate it even spiritually and say, I believe God has led me this way. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If it doesn't align with Scripture, if it's not according to his principles, there, there's no truth there. God is not leading you, you there. Your feelings are leading you that way. Mm-hmm. I want to end this relationship. Why? It's not satisfying anymore. Really? Really? So because you're feeling not satisfied, therefore you feel like this 27-year marriage should end. Not a good reason. <laughs> God has much better plans mm-hmm. than you ending something based on your feelings. Am I, am I preaching too, you, too no, strong no, I, too I think it's great. Here? No, I think it's great. <laughs> I, I guess that used to be a regular on my morning show, Dr. Kent Kaiser, a, he was a professor here, and he said every time a student starts a statement with "I feel, feel," he stops them and says, "Replace it with I think." Excellent. Yeah, that's right. I thought that was it. Yeah. Well, it's it's an awareness that I don't think we even have. I think we often even and, and there's actually a danger point of I th- when a, when a, a person says I think when they're really feeling. <laughs> they're basing their thinking on their feelings. So I think we have to be real careful to say, is your thought process therefore correct? Is it right? And this is not um, politically correct today, but I think there is such danger in giving over to the understanding that you want to feel like the opposite sex and you want to use the bathroom that's biologically not yours, I'm not, I'm not convinced that we should ever tolerate someone who feels that to have that right. We have mixed up 
right for wrong in that process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well said, brother. <laughs> but you know, Bill, let's face it. We we, we, we have feelings. I am I'm a, I'm a therapist, so I believe that there is a place to encourage someone about their feelings and to understand their feelings and to know connect the dots. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that um, we have given so much credit to it that um, it has it, it has become our identity and our sense of what's what's our goal in life i want to be happy mm-hmm. i want to have fun oh oh okay well that's based on a whole lot of feelings and so if if my my fancy coffee drink isn't made quite right i don't feel good for the rest of the morning it's just ridiculous we have gone too far we have given too much credit and i i strongly believe from a th- therapeutic point of view i don't give any um I, I i really don't do any good service to someone who comes in and strongly is leaning on their feelings believes their feelings to be true and then uh lives their life by their feelings that needs to be um that needs to have somebody in their life to say Let's rethink this, and let's base it on what truth is in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. You can learn more about him and his amazing team at counselingcare.us. We're talking about mental health for Christians, and we'll be right back. is a big subject for all of us and Christians today should be aware of 15 points that we're going to make today with Dr. Marcus Bachman. He's my guest and he is at counselingcare.us and we covered it's okay to not be okay. Don't believe everything you think. And number three, Marcus, is you deserve to get help. Ah, isn't that a wonderful understanding that uh, if I'm in trouble, um, God has directed me to get help. Mm-hmm. And uh, we shouldn't be ashamed. We shouldn't be afraid. Um, although for many of us, including many of us as men, it would be really hard for us to pick up the phone and say, let me call so-and-so, or let me call a counseling clinic, or let me call my pastor. Um, we're raised with, I can do it myself. My my granddaughter, two and a half years old, her famous lines as I try to help her with her building blocks, Papa, I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. And it starts, obviously, which is a good thing for a two-year-old to develop. But when we get into such a sense of, I don't need help. I can I can really uh, live my life without assistance. Um, I can appreciate that to a certain uh, dynamic. But when it comes to how else will we, we be able to see and understand the issues that we need to face? And how do we have another person um, speak to us if we don't say, I need some help? Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's something incredibly beautiful about um, not only res- the humility of saying, I need help. I, I believe that there is something incredibly beautiful in the other side of someone 
giving help uh, to us. Whole another story, but um, we 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 need to um, understand that we do deserve help when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. What if you're getting help and maybe you are using some medication and you decide all of a sudden you just as soon not want to take it anymore, so you stop. <laughs> that's not a good idea, is it? Yeah, Bill, if you're right ahead to the 15, there's one of those that say that. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not that funny. There is a point where if you're on medication, let's face it, that's, that's a very, um, that's not a light subject. I just think that... Uh, you know, it, it does go along with you're you're absolutely right about, you know, the the I deserve help. I deserve medication when medication is appropriate. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll never forget. Um, I'll never forget the time that I was in graduate school and I I was not a believer in medication, uh, giving help to someone. And um, the doctor told me, you know, so and so at the end of the hall, who's in his three. Uh, it, it, actually, he was. He was sitting down and he was talking to himself and he said, it was a Thursday and he said, by Monday, that guy will be up and he's an executive and he will be well on his way back to work. And I just thought, that's not possible. You can't have someone who's mumbling to themselves and, and not making any common sense. And and the truth of the matter is the, the man needed his medicine and he went off of it several times and he came back to the hospital several times because he thought he can do it himself. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is I came back on Monday he was as sharp as a tack, ready to work in the executive world and dress like the hilt. And he was totally someone different. And wow. the truth of the matter is it was medication. Wow. Wow. That yeah. Is, yeah. All right. Let's uh, jump to uh, another uh, tip, health tip, mental health tip for Christians. And that would be number six. Marcus, oh. would you like to go ahead with that one? You did number five. I did number you did five. A, I snuck you were, it in. You were so on tra- I didn't turn the page. No, I snuck it in. Oh, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. You said number six? Number six. Uh, oh, that's that has to do with journaling and tracking your days. You know, there's a lot of us that do not believe uh, I, I want to really journal. And the truth of the matter is journaling would be a wonderful tool a great tool. It can be as simple as how many hours did I sleep? And the nice thing is with the, some of the smartphones, you can track it that way. How many steps did I take? You know, what's my eating habits? How's my calorie intake? But typically for journaling from a therapist, a counseling point of view, it means tracking one of my feelings. <laughs> and uh, it's really hard for some people to do that, especially men. But if we can just It doesn't have to be, please, grammatically correct. It doesn't even have to make a complete sentence. It simply is writing down some thoughts and some feelings and then connecting those two. What what feelings do I have and what belief system do I have with it? And often when we have a negative feeling, this is probably the ABCs of counseling, but here goes. If I have a negative feeling, what is my negative self-talk? That's connected to that. And if I, if I can connect the dots, then I need to understand, wait a minute, if I think that way about myself, if I believe that about myself, that I'm not worthy, that there's something wrong with me, then, then I would have a very anxious or angry or depressed feeling. So 
often when we start doing our daily or at least a couple times a week journaling, we discover some things about ourselves by connecting the dots that are extremely helpful and I think are very freeing because it's, a, it's again, a discovery of truth. It's a discovery of who we are, and it's a discovery of why we feel because of the self-talk mm, that's involved. Yeah. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're talking about mental health tips for Christians, uh, 15 things we should probably be aware of. I think uh, we have time for one more before the break, Marcus. And number seven is, and I, if I'll read it, work to be happy. Perfection is overrated. <laughs> Let's face it, perfectionism is a lie, and it's, uh, it's just not needed. Uh, and for those that believe if I could only do one more thing or just if I just did that a little differently, it would have come out just so well. And the truth is, is it's, it's very mysterious um, because we can get a 10 or a 100 on a paper. And so we think, well, there is perfectionism. We, we just got it. Um, although I think some of the grading systems in schools aren't quite accurate. But beside that point, is the, it, it's a struggle for people. And often people who have a perfectionistic approach have um, difficulty with their self-image. They have insecurities uh, because they have to perform so well. They have to be at the top of the game. And we have a balance in that because we, we have a competitive nature. When we want to play sports, what do you think? We want to win. Mm-hmm. That's all right. That's perfectly all right. But when it comes to a personal sense of self and needing to have such a hundred, hundred, hundred idea of how our our uh, projects and how our day and how our relationships are supposed to go, can you imagine, I'm sure you can, being involved with someone who's a perfectionist and how they would treat eventually who you are. They may say they may say, you know, it's kind of fun being married to someone who's not a perfectionist. Yeah, it it probably is a nice balance for you, isn't it? Because a perfectionist has a hard time laughing. That person who's married after after a time feels like they are under tremendous condemnation and judgment because that person just doesn't put themselves on a perfect scale, they can easily, as time goes on, pick, pick, pick at what isn't quite right in your life. Ouch. That's miserable. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I'm going to have to think about that one. Take a break. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take a break, but we will be right back with Dr. Marcus Bachman. We're talking about mental health uh, issues today, 15 uh, tips for Christians, things that we should be aware of, and we're going to Continue through our list. You can learn more about Marcus and his team at counselingcare.us. Counselingcare.us. We'll be right back.
is in this hour that you're hearing some uh, information that is bringing you comfort and hope and it's important as we deal with our some of our mental our mental health issues that we understand what we're talking about today with Dr. Marcus Bachman because I think it is uh, liberating and it's freeing to think that I I don't have to my I don't want to be a perfectionist I want to work to be happy I, I want to uh, start observing my patterns I want to do some journaling and, and, and track my days. I want to, um, I don't want to believe everything I think. And I, I realize that it's okay not to be okay. So these are some great <laughs> tips we're going through with Dr. Marcus Bachman. Marcus, let's jump to uh, number eight. Make a note of three things you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember that little Sunday school song that says, um, Something about being grateful to God, repeating that over and over. It's really good to have our children, young children, starting to sing songs, uh, memorize verses that say how grateful we are to be um, because God's given us so much. Gratitude. It's so interesting, the studies today that they come out with. And they have come out with numerous studies that say one of the strongest um, approaches toward healing, toward improving someone's mental health is a person who is grateful, someone who's thankful. Uh, it's, it's probably no surprise that at home goods and accent stores, they have, you know, blessed uh, messages, sweaters and so forth that say that. It's a whole idea of being grateful. I, I, I think that being great, having a heart of gratitude is really right in the center of God's will. It, it reminds me that um, uh, God's will is, is really not to be mystical. I think God's will, a significant amount, is just to be thankful. And then we're in the center of God's will. Mm-hmm. It's not always that complicated. We, we make it complicated. But, you know, gratitude is really another way of saying, I'm going to be obedient to God. I will do his will, but I will do it with an attitude that I am very thankful. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the kind of person you want to be around? I, I just appreciate people that are happy for my success and I'm happy for their success and we're, we're, we're thankful together. It's not about material things per se, but, you know, uh, we rejoice when a person um, reaches a certain marker point in their life and, you know, they, they, they lose the weight that they want to lose and they memorize the, the scriptures that they wanted to memorize for the week. And, you know, they, they, they celebrate the graduations that just happened. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that we can be in a dark world in a very dark world that we are to be thankful for. It changes our attitude. It puts us in the right direction. And actually, a lot of these things that we're talking about, including it gives us right thinking, good thoughts, match up. Mm. be a nice way to close out the hour with you, Marcus, is to hear from listeners what, you know, what, what is something you are grateful yes. for. Yes. And we could maybe read a bunch of them off at the end. Yes. And try to keep it short, but what are you grateful for? Four, yes. maybe text that to me at eight seven seven nine three three two four 
844 It'd be an encouragement to all of us to hear what you are grateful for. All right, Marcus, uh, number nine. Uh, let people help you. Whoa, we kind of talked about this. This is actually the church. I think that um, uh, people who give and and the receivers on the other end both are the ones that uh, grow with this spiritually. Uh, you you know the um, often the uh, and it's talked about a lot is the the uh, five love languages and the understanding of giving in that is really essential because you're giving to someone what they care uh, are motivated by what they feel loved by and i i believe that um this idea of of the church being there for you to help you and I, I think right away of the church, it, it can be similar support groups. It can be, you know, something, a parachurch, uh, uh, BSF. It can be, uh, there, there's tremendous um, help taking place all over the country with um, uh, recovery groups. And how thankful we are to have uh, an understanding that there is a someone else who has walk this road, who understands what we're going through, is there for us, who can be our two o'clock in the morning friend, and who's able to say, I know what you're experiencing, I care about you, I'm interested in you, and and let people help you in that process. If you are not going to allow people to help you, you will not become the person that God has intended for you to be. That's kind of bluntly said, isn't it? It is bluntly said. Yeah, so as a counselor and a therapist, who uh, who do you go to? Ah, I have this great, I call them my band of brothers, uh, Tuesday morning. It's way too early for me. I'm not that much of a morning person. And they meet at 6.30 in the morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're a terrific group of guys that I... I I love we we go over our uh, pastor's sermon and the message and how it applies to us. Mm-hmm. We have a time of prayer. We share openly what we're struggling with or what we need prayer about. And uh, then beside that small group, I have two other individuals that I meet regularly with. Um, uh, I have a guy that calls me if I haven't connected with. You know, he says Marcus. I haven't heard from you for the last three weeks. What is going on? And so he just checks on me. That's and we so connect. nice. It is really nice. Yeah. And I think it's really hard to find someone that is going to fit. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I think there's some, it's it's very meaningful to it, find the right yeah, fit. Yeah, it's terribly hard to find someone to fit. And there's more and more people feeling isolated, lonely, displaced. And then I think of someone as young as this uh, shooter in Texas, and you think, well, what did what did people in his youth group say? Oh, wait a minute, he's not in a youth group. You know, right. what did his best friend say? Oh, he doesn't have a best friend. Mm-hmm. You start going down the line. You know, who does he uh, spend his life with? That's right. Where was his father in all of this? Uh, no, no, I know, I know. I'm all of that. I, I get it. Yep. But we uh, we need each other. We do. We do. Absolutely. And and really, once we pull down the shades of um, pride, and I'll just call it for what it is. There's a tremendous healing that takes place in our life of, you know what? You understand me. 
um, for for whatever reason, and I'll give credit to women. Women do this a lot easier, a lot easier. I think they're they're more vulnerable. They they talk more about their feelings. They connect that with their 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 belief systems. Hopefully, rather than getting stuck on their on their feelings. But men, it's like <clears throat> if we can only get past you know the typical sports and hunting and i just don't have a lot to say bill <laughs> i just don't have a lot to say when it comes yeah. to the subject and so i'm always digging for g- give me some meat give me yeah. some something that's real here i i i i you know i can laugh and we can have a good time and yeah. we can talk about some light subjects yeah. too but but i but i need something that says we're connecting and you care i care and so let's go a little deeper. Yeah. Who are you and what makes you tick? That's right. That That's the fastest way to get somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Although the, the, the playful banter can be fun. Oh, sure. And it can be uh, enjoyable, but it's who are you and what makes you tick? Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. And you know, the common question to always ask is, so what do you do for a living? You mm-hmm. know, of course, I don't want to tell people what I, I do either. for a living. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because once they find out, they think, yeah. oh, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but. But for the right person, it's a wonderful thing to to share. But um, to be honest with you, I have to be careful with 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 uh, my line of work. I'm not surprised. Yeah. All right, number ten. Let's oh. go to number ten. Do you have it handy? Because I do. What is it? What is it? Set boundaries. Ah, of course. Who who wouldn't be um, strong about setting boundaries? Isn't it interesting how um, that is as God given as for us to say no is as important. As for us to say yes. And the obvious is, I'm going to just say it, if we say yes to too many things because we don't have boundaries, we are going to be so fatigued, so tired, so spent, so unable to help the people that we need to help. There's nothing godly. There's nothing spiritual about that. As a matter of fact, I think we can clearly call it ungodly to say yes to too many things. And if it's giving us kind of a boost for our ego because we're involved in, you know, 13 different committees or whatever it is, or even if we're involved too much for our children that need to have do it themselves or a friend that says, you know, basically, I I can't say yes too many times. I have to protect myself. We have the example of Jesus, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, taking the time that he needed walking, praying, you know, taking that time. And so boundaries are essential. And I think there are a number of people that feel very guilty. They don't know how to say no. They have a hard time saying no. And they they just have a belief system that um, there is, um, they, they, they feel, feel shameful about um, a- actually saying no to someone. Mm. All right, let's go to number 12. Uh, of the 15 mental yes. health tips for Christians? Well, what would I, that be? It's, you know, it's grieving the loss that you have. And not to get stuck there, but I think that we shouldn't be minimizing the value and the importance of saying, I've lost someone or something in my life that I need to um, take the time to grieve. It is, it is, uh, you know, if we love deeply something and someone or someone, then, then properly, I need to be able to uh, allow those feelings of sadness, allow the grief that's within my soul to take place. 
that would just be a fair approach. That would just be an honest approach. I think that um, too often we are so busy that we don't allow ourselves that time. And so part of journaling is really important during grieving. Uh, Part of our life of saying no so that we actually have time to grieve. And I I think that, um, sure, it's, it's possible that we have some individuals that are stuck. No, no question that can happen where, you know, 12 years later, they're still talking about the same old and there's a broken record and you just know what they're going to say. And it comes up all the time. Well, I think there's also the balance of that in saying, so what are you looking forward to? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it about, you know, the loss that was in your life that you are grateful for? I think we can turn a lot of questions into how about this? And uh, what are you saying or doing about that regarding your grief process? What have you learned from grieving? And if they're just stuck and they just tear up and that's all they can do, I think at least you've kind of planted the the the, the uh, tennis ball in their head. That's too big, isn't it? Uh, marble <laughs> in their head and it's just rolling around, yeah. rolling around. That's a good thing. Yeah. Asking questions, not always giving the answer, but just having them think. Um, I'm, I'm accused of that a lot and I'm always a little fearful. I shouldn't be because that's not good self-talk. Is it when a client comes in and says, you know, Dr. Bachman, I just want to thank you for the question, the question that you gave me last week. And I'm thinking, Oh Lord, I hope I said something spiritually correct there. And they, they give it to me. And it's really something that was very, um, uh, very thoughtful for them, helpful for them. Uh, mindful for them and gave them opportunity to make some changes. Beautiful. So. Yeah. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. He's here with me in studio. We're talking about mental health tips for Christians. We're going through 15 of them. And after a short break, we're going to wrap up the remaining, let's see, three, three of them. Be right back. <laughs> Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're talking about 15 mental health tips. And Marcus, I know that uh, a lot of people are going to say, well, how about you just pray more and read your Bible more, memorize more scripture? Well, we certainly want to say those things are amazingly good things. You want to make sure that you're going to say that at the right timing, that Mm -hmm. the person that you have been um, uh, present for that you're listening to their story, that you're listening to their feelings and that they have a good relationship and they trust you. Um, You certainly don't want to say that at the get-go without knowing who they are because many people have heard that a thousand and ten times and um, they even may have uh, a situation where they've been cornered and shamed into what is wrong with you? Why have you not read what God's word is about being anxious? You know, and the whole uh, really sense of 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 beating someone else uh, someone else up with um, 
a real shameful approach. Um, we haven't we haven't um, healed, uh, given a person hope, even if we say um, you need to do this more memorization. I, I know that can be a little controversial because others will say, "Well, the truth is, God's word does heal." Well, I'm not arguing that God's word doesn't heal, but let's think in terms of saying it and presenting that at the right time and in a relationship that you've earned that they know who you are and they can hear your voice rather than just uh, uh, just a shadowing voice that makes no sense to mm-hmm. them. Marcus, let's talk about number 13, how storms in life can be good for us. Oh, Bill, I don't like this one. I didn't think you would like oh, this. Oh, you know, who's going to say, okay, storm, let me open up my front door. Come Wel- on in. Welcome here. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> it's it's. It's easier to say after the storm, and sometimes it takes years. I I would I would never minimize, you know, the tragedy that we've just experienced in our nation, um, tragedy of any sort. Um, but I think that God fearing people uh, lean into God during tragedies, during storms, and I think storms can really. Uh, have the opportunity to open up our soul and say, what are you made of? Um, And it's okay if you cry. As a matter of fact, it's appropriate to cry. It's okay for you to question because that's human. It's okay to have difficulty during the storm. Um, But it's also important for us to lean into Jesus. And I think that um, storms can make us stronger they can they can reveal who our friends are they can they can allow us to become better people um or they can allow us to become bitter people i think they can do a great deal of damage if we allow the storm to and it's up to us up to us mm-hmm. are we going are we going to say you know lord and and we don't have to be super spiritual about this every day cuz you know what if something significant as a storm has damaged your life, then uh, the human side is going to take time and it's going to take thinking and it's going to take probably some of the other things that we we're talking about. Having someone to talk to and the community of believers and a, a supportive environment to say, I'm not in this alone. And you've been in a storm yourself, and you can relate. Although, although I got to say to you, be careful of those words when someone says, I know exactly what you're feeling. Ooh, mm-hmm. no, no, <laughs> you don't know exactly what I'm feeling because this is the most difficult thing in my whole life right now. You can say something comforting. You can say, I, I also have had loss, and I don't know what you're feeling exactly right now, but I'm here for you. I, I I would much more appreciate, yes, you've had some difficulty and loss too, but uh, a difficult, really st- a difficult storm too, but your storm is not my storm. Mm-hmm. I have my own storm. Maybe even just cut it down to, I am here for you. I'm here for you. Yeah. And, and, and stop talking. Mm, yeah. All right. Talk about a, a third party perspective. Perspective and how good that is. Uh, that might have yes involve a person like yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. Well, could be, uh, you know. But I, can I change my answer real quick sure. to number thirteen? Sure. I actually, in my if I can say it this way, uh, in my maturing in life, 
I've actually welcomed storms some more. Okay. I, I'm not as, as, I may not open the door wide open, but I'll open it some, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Okay. 14. Um, is that right? Yep. Third-party perspective is good. Yes, yes, yes. You got to choose wisely. This is where the grace of God and the wisdom of God, because there's a lot of people out there that are willing to give free advice. And um, it doesn't matter if it's from the, you know, the people who are paid money on teletherapy. And, you know, I, I've, I, I've, I've, I've seen some of the results of some of those people. And or it's, you know, your neighbor who says, I got the answer for you. You do want someone who's not just going to be a yes person, who's going to just simply say, yep, 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 yep. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't push back when they need to on some of your thoughts. I think you need someone who is a loving, caring, um, compassionate person who goes deep and who listens, but in this time of giving truth, will give you truth mm-hmm. and not be afraid of you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I've, I, I've, if I can just say it um, for Michelle and I, we've had people that um, we have some people that would like to be just yes people. I'm just not interested in that. I don't need that. I want someone who has um, the kindness, but I'm looking for people who, um, yeah, are not afraid and will say what they need to say when I have, uh, when I lean in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. There's wisdom there. Yeah. All right. I'm getting down to my last one. But before that, I asked anyone listening who would want to do uh, send oh, over yeah. what you're grateful for. I just want to hit some of these before we get too close to the end of the hour. I'm grateful for clean drinking water, hot running water, and indoor plumbing. I have to tell you, that that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Don't you agree? Uh, indoor running water? No, the whole thing. The, uh, the clean drinking water. Yes. Hot running water. Yes. Indoor plumbing. Yeah. You know, having been to Haiti several times, I have appreciated. I, 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 I guess it had been so long since I had taken a cold shower. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and they say that's good for you in a lot yeah, of ways. I, I, I don't like it. Yeah, I just don't like it. I'm so you. I'm very appreciative. Thankful for my mental health therapist. That's nice. Oh, sweet. Yep. Thankful for uh, the last day of school, summer, <laughs> summer vacation. I'm grateful for God's sovereignty and patience. Good friends, lilacs, my dog and kitty. So many things. Uh-huh. I'm thankful for the Lord and his promises for a godly husband, children who love Christ, uh-huh. friends, answered prayers, freedom, laughing, fun, Christian radio. In reality, I couldn't count them all. Thank you for this reminding exercise. <laughs> does this put a smile on your face? It does. It's just, you know, if there's a word for all of this, from my perspective, it's just happy. I'm just happy because you know your 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 listeners understand what gratitude is oh yes they are grateful they are so thankful yeah as do i i appreciate them <laughs> all right our last one and that is jesus should be the first one you turn to remember our answer is always the right answer is jesus and it's true it's i wish bill i would say i could say to you my first approach toward when I have a storm in my life or when I have difficulty or when I'm wake up in the morning, I wish I could say to you a hundred percent, Bill, I think about Jesus. I can so 
easily turn to my cell phone and see, okay, what did I miss? Mm -hmm. What do I have to do? What's on my schedule? And I am trying to discipline myself away from something that is a helpful tool. This is a helpful tool, the cell phone, but it also can be a controlling area of my life. And um, I need to be first and foremost, Jesus, what do we have in store today? Love it. What would we, uh, what would you like to accomplish today? How do I, let me hear your voice. I love that. That's the perfect truth to end the show, Marcus. Thank you. That's a fast hour, wasn't it? Ooh. Can you believe we're done? We went right through that. Yeah. Sound effects were done by Marcus (laughs) Bachman. I just want people to know who made that sound. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it certainly wasn't a professional. Well, no, sound. that's okay. That's okay. All right. That's our show for the day. Thank you to the guys for Guide Talk and Dr. Marcus Bachman. He is over at counselingcare.us. He's got an amazing team over there. And if you uh, are interested in any of his services and his team, yeah, there's telemarketing. You can talk to him from all over anywhere in the country. Thank you for spending time with me. I've been looking forward to this time with you all day, and here we had it. So if you're listening on the podcast tonight, greetings, welcome. You've got a great show to listen to, and I can't wait to spend time with you tomorrow. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.